I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio Gallarati. I'm joined with the multicolor socked Francis Ellis. Sure am. Got some some funky socks on, baby. Those are some good socks, dude. These are called happy socks, and I'm not plugging a brand. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I'm just saying what they are. And do you know the story behind happy socks? I don't. Because they've got stores around the place. Let's hear it. So they were started by these two Swedish brothers, Mm -hmm. or friends, maybe. And the thing about Sweden is, and I think I've told you this before, you're never allowed to wear your shoes inside someone's house. Right. They are very adamant about that. That is against their culture. doesn't matter if you're wearing high heels that you have to unstrap with 30 different straps, buckles, whatever. Everyone takes their shoes off. So these guys were always going to parties on the weekends at their friends' apartments or flats, as they call them. Mm-hmm. Right? And they realized that they couldn't express themselves with their footwear. So the only way that they could express themselves was through their socks. That's great, dude. And so they started making all these fun, funky socks. Just being the coolest guy at the party with the socks. Nice socks. Everyone started saying that to them. And then they they realized they should start their own company. You know, they got their own company. I like their socks. Dude, that's great. Yeah. Who knew? I had no idea. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I had no idea there's some story behind it. Yeah, I think I'm I'm glad our audience knows that now. Have I ever told you about the time I went to Sweden and, and organized my own pregame? You did, yeah. Okay, then never mind. No, that's okay. I knew, I knew I had told that story. No, dude, it's okay. I, it's funny. I sometimes will, like think about that. I'm like, have I told this already? Like, yeah. it starts to become difficult. It does. But we've been. Well, we've know. been talking. We talk so much to each other. What do you got, Julia? So we got a couple good uh, email in, kind of situations. We've been getting some good messages, obviously. Um, and I got we got a couple things here. This one is a is a funny story. From one of our pals good, who good. went on a date. Here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, two-parter date fail for you. Met up for drinks with a cute girl I'd met at the bar a couple weeks prior. We ended up getting very drunk, and she took me back to her apartment to hook up. I got the worst case of whiskey dick of my life. She got offended and then kicked me out of her apartment at 2 a.m. because I couldn't get it up. Okay? Fast forward two years, and my friends from work set me up on a blind date And when I show up, it's her. (laughs) She wouldn't give me the time of day. It was extremely embarrassing having to explain to my friends why it didn't work out. Wow. And that, what a like, how on earth is she like mad at him still? Like, do we even think, do they, do we think she just didn't like him? (laughs) You know, it's such a sad thing where, there's no female equivalent to whiskey dick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There really isn't. You know, like like some people will say, well, <laughs> the the vagina doesn't lubricate as well when you're really drunk, and I understand that, but you can you can fake it. Right. Guys there's, can't there's no faking it. There's no supplement and, you can't, you know, and then there's, there's no KY this, jelly this, for your dick. Yeah, regard. there's this whole stigma that it's because you're harbor, you're not straight or something. That's insane. Yeah, I dude, I, people used to say that all the time, and <laughs> they would hear one story about a guy who couldn't get it up, and then it's like, well, clearly he must not be into women. <laughs> it's like th- there could be so many other factors there's as to so why. Many other factors. 
Um, so <laughs> I sound like I'm defending myself. <laughs> um, it's all right, man. No, I, I, uh, I, I feel bad for this guy, but he should also just laugh it off. That's just a plenty of other fish in the sea. If that girl's gonna gonna be that offended, like don't be offended. Laugh it off, right. and then have let him sleep over and try again in the morning. There's a way to go into that. Yeah, dude, there's a way to get to get around that in that situation. How fucking funny is it to get set up on a blind date with somebody yeah. who you she kicked you out at 2 a.m. for not being able to get it up? That is hilarious. It's very funny. And dude, there's a way to make that date go well. Absolutely. I think you just have to lean into it and own it. I mean, my God, I would have a field day yeah. with the jokes that oh, I yeah. could make about myself. No whiskey for me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> to the... Yeah. There's so many ways to make By that the funny. way, I fixed it. Uh yeah. I've been working out a lot on my dick problem, you may recall. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, why don't you go ahead and reach under the table? Yeah. <laughs> to see what I'm yeah. working with. Here. By the way, the last I've done some reconsidering over the last two and a half years since I last saw you. And it turns out it, it was you, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the not the whiskey. Uh, <laughs> but dude, yeah, that, that girl was being tough, being a little hard on our pal. Yeah. You Must know. be nice that she's just got, you know, just <laughs> a sea of rock hard automatic peni <laughs> everywhere to wade through. Yeah. Peni, dude. Um, okay, so somebody else asked us a, a question, and I thought that maybe this would be something we could go after. Yeah. Um, sorry. Anyway, at some point in time, can you guys cover how to properly break up with your significant other? Oh, God. She goes, I got dumped via Snapchat on Wednesday. Hate to see that. Yeah, yeah, you hate to see it. Look, <laughs> here's what I would say: there is no proper way. There's no proper way. Okay, the proper way to break up with someone is the relationship doesn't work, and you can't help yourself but get out of it anymore. Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it, that, and then that will happen. However, it happens. And let me tell you something. Ladies, gentlemen, if you break up with someone who loves you in the most perfect timing, gentlest way possible, if you set her up with like a severance fund and bring her flowers and apologize to the family beforehand and bring all of your items from her apartment out of her house and make it the most seamless breakup possible, the level with which she will hate you or or react poorly to it is not that much less and it shouldn't be that, that much less than if you surprise her on her birthday with a fucking snapchat message being like by the way we're through it, it, it really i hate to say it it's a good point but the protocol of breakup is such bullshit since like the, these these rules of like the, the the right way versus the wrong way, yeah. breaking up is the wrong way. Right. You hope the relationship works out, and that's the right way. That's why we're dating in the first place. Right. The act of the breakup is without. There's no way to make that a pleasant experience for the yeah. person being broken up with, no Except matter what. Except that you are ruining someone's day, week, month. Or even their year. And they think you ruined their life at the time. I'm Until not they... there for you <laughs> anymore. We're through. Uh, <laughs> Until they realize 
you know, that 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 their life isn't over. But at first, when you get broken up with, you think your life's yeah. over. Yeah. By the way, they don't they don't forgive you. They just get better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. They're not gonna ever have the perspective of and say like, you know, the way he did that. I shouldn't have taken it so poorly. <laughs> they might respect the way you did it, but they're not going to ever think they shouldn't have taken it poorly. Dude, I, I've heard, I've heard, you know, through my, through my girlfriend and, and her friends, I've heard a story about a guy who, you know, they, they were dating for a long time and, and he broke up with the girl and it was, it was kind of out of the blue. And I thought he did it in a pretty, Fair way, mm -hmm. fair, considerate way. I really did. And they still, of course, have their fault, their their problems with it. They still say, like, well, this was wrong. He should have done this better. And it's like, since when is a breakup expected to go smoothly? I know. I there's know. no, there's nothing you can predict. There's nothing you can account for. Right. Because I guarantee you, if you love each other or you did love each other, whoever's breaking up with the other person uh, or whoever is being broken up with is going to fight back, is right. going to ask, why are you doing that? I don't, I don't buy your reasoning. They're not going to let you off the hook that easily, which means you're going to have to become more and more of an asshole. How many times can you say... I just don't feel that way anymore or like I don't want to date anymore where they're like, that's not good enough right. before finally you have to be like, all right, you know what? Fuck you. Sorry. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm blocking your number. Clearly you don't understand this. And then they're like, I can't believe the way he broke up with me or she broke up with me. And it's like, well, what choice did you give them? Right, right, right. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I broke up with it a girl. It comes down to that sometimes. Dude, I, I broke up with a girl that I didn't date for, for very long. Uh, and I broke up with this girl and uh, I broke up with her like a week before her birthday. And I thought I was pretty clear about it. And we didn't talk for like five days. And then on her birthday. After you had broken up with her? Yeah. yeah. We didn't speak. Right. And then on her birthday, I texted her, you know, happy birthday. Hope you're doing well. That's it. Because mm -hmm. I felt like I had to. It's fair. And then she called me and she was like, so what's going on with us? And I was like, oh, what? Sorry. You know, on she was like, birthday? you just left me kind of in the lurch. We didn't, we haven't spoken. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I sort of stand by what I said. And she was like, are you really dumping me on my birthday? And I was like, no, I, I dumped you five days ago. <laughs> I promise. I look, I had, like, I, I have it on my calendar. Like, I don't, what? And then I was the guy who had dumped her on her birthday. That's the song she sang right. to everyone we knew. And, and it's like, no well, it's not my fault. It took five days for, you know, five business days for the message to take hold. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, dude, all this is all like really, really good discussion points that you're making. But I wonder, is there some way, and maybe this is something we can think of if we think that there's a way to do it. But the way that like, have you ever been in the hospital? And somebody that you're there for is going to pass away. And the doctor doesn't just come out and tell you right away they're going to die. They like, they know that there's a process where like, they, they're not going to tell, they don't necessarily tell you everything so, right away. Yeah. So they ease you into the process of dealing with what's going to happen and like 
There's a process there because of how difficult that is. I'm wondering if there's a way to implement some sort of process in a relationship. And here's some ideas that I have. So first of all, I don't think that means that you should be distant or whatever. I think there's a way to get on top of it. But I think that proposing some kind of break is a good is a really good first step. It it can be better than like the clean thing. Because maybe you're not even sure yet. And by proposing this break, you're like, all right, let's not talk for like two weeks. I need to da-da-da. And then maybe there you can give them the fucking punch of the breakup. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? You think it's better just get it over with? Or I feel like that's it's like the equivalent to if you're putting a dog down instead of giving them the like the the the, 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 the shot, it's like dosing them over the course of two weeks with a gentle thing. Yeah, but bro, the dog's gonna die though. Bro. The dog's gonna die. That's the and difference. if you know that, you should do it in the most humane po- way possible. Right, but this person isn't gonna die who you're dating. Well, their heart might die for their a heart minute. Might, right, that's true. But if you just like straight up, like, because dude, like. When you're no longer in love with a person, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't care about them still. Correct. Or you don't, you know what I mean? Like, it might not be like you fucking hate their guts and like, that's an easier breakup. It's a much harder breakup for someone you care about. You have nicknames for them. You know their parents. Like, Mm -hmm. that's so hard. And like, especially if the other person is like fully invested still and to them, like they're not going to see it coming. Like, how do you even do that? Do you know what I mean? It's a great question. It's a great question. Um, are you supposed to ease them into it? Are you supposed to let them have see warning signs so that somehow they're prepared? Right, but, but then, isn't they, that then they're cruel living too? in hell and right. uncertainty. And they for, feel it, and you're like, nothing's wrong, and they're like, yes, it is. You, it's not the same. Look, like we, let's put it this way: we get it. We understand how hard it is to initiate a breakup. It's the worst thing in the world. Terrible. Yeah. Would you rather break up with someone or be broken up? I'd with? rather be broken up with. Even though it's horrible, but breaking up with somebody is so horrible too. It's it's a different feeling of it's bad. Yeah, it's a different feeling of bad. It's a different feeling of bad. One is a feeling of I'm the worst person on earth. I I am I am a night I'm a horrible person for doing this to this poor girl. D- dude, totally. The other is I'm the worst person on wor- on earth because I'm worthless. I, that's they a bad feeling too they didn't like me that's a motivating feeling for me though like i've come up with some of my best shit both like as far as my fitness is concerned and my creative output when i'm like feeling like i'm not good enough well that's a good thing to, to <laughs> say though i think that people who get dumped should say i want to do whatever i can to ensure that this never happens again i never want to give anyone I, I hate to say the reason because then it makes it seem like it's your fault. But Which it is not. It's not. But like, you know, let's put it this way. Put yourself in a position to date better than the person who just dumped you. Right. Well, and even that may, that might not be the right reason, but I think that it can start as that reason. And then you'll you'll get over that. Yeah. Because that you'll reason just is wrong. Feel better. Right. You it's, start taking right. action. Do again. things to feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, dude. Yeah, like it's such a like. Remember that ninety eight degrees song? It's the hardest thing I've ever yeah. to look you in the eyes and tell you I don't love you. It's true. That's nightmare. Fucking nightmare, dude. Listen, <laughs> dating podcasts, all this. Everyone's talked about this. The thing that nobody said though, I think, is that it's just there's no there's no fucking answer. Yeah, that's true. There's no answer. You just have to dive in and cover your face. Because you're probably going to get punched. Yeah. You're going to get hit with some bows, some tears, 
some horrible, insulting things. And you got to just at some point walk outside and walk down the street and walk away. And don't turn back and let it marinate. And then go see a buddy who can keep your phone away from you and have, you know, a lot of drinks or something. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You know, it's funny. People call me all the time when they get broken up with. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if it's because they just know that I, no, I'll, you, you I'll have always a have a reference for what it feels like to be at rock bottom or, <laughs> no, or what. I know. Definitely not. That's hilarious. They're like, you're not doing great, right? Let's commiserate. <laughs> no, Let's talk together about it. You have like a pragmatic quality about you where that like you can talk someone through the logic of why they made the right decision. Well, there I are. There, see why. I can lay out a game plan for stuff. Mm -hmm. I have a sense of like, oh, this is what I would prescribe for you. Um, <laughs> and a kid, a kid I used to uh, tutor called me, he, you know, very close to he'd been. He'd gone through a, a really tough breakup and uh, I spoke to him and I was like, all right, dude, you need to uh, go and you, you need to get with a buddy and you need to dr have a night where you drink a ton of whiskey and you just need to, the two of you, like no phones, no distractions, just like get drunk and say stuff to each other that you wouldn't normally say. So you can like cry in front of him and it's not weird and you can like pour your heart out and just sort of cleanse a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's part of the healing process. And it's nice to have the friend that you can do that with who isn't then going to like turn around and like tell everybody else that you were being like a pussy. Yes, but dude, <laughs> you know, a friend dudes, like, need, dudes need with a bottle of Jack Daniels for that. A yeah, lot of them. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. The sort of source to the bottom, the grainy sediment of who we are. Right. You know, right. get to the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> so to speak. And then only then can you start uh, filling it up again. Right. The, uh, the, the stuff of life. It's profound. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, what if, I, I don't know how you feel about the last few months, but like, I kind of like to talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Like, it's felt, I feel like my life is normal again in the sense of like work to a degree. I know we can't like perform, but like I treat my day, like or at least perform in the same capacity but I treat my day the way that I used to again. I'm on a work schedule again. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting at my computer for a large percentage of the day again. But I feel despite that, the other stuff that came with that were like the fun part is not there, which is such a weird what, thing. What is the fun part? Going out, going to bars, hanging with your friends, getting in big groups. Like I saw someone tweet this the other day. They were like, I miss my friends, friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not bad. I miss yeah. acquaintances. And I was like, that's so true. Like, I don't, I miss all that. You yeah. know, that was so great. Now, like, sure, you can go to dinner, but like, whatever. Besides that, there's just like not that much shit to do. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of weird, man. And I've just been like getting into some bad habits again. Ooh. I've been smoking a lot. I've been Cigarettes? No, no, no. Smoking weed. Uh-huh. Um, it's fine. Which it's is fine. But like, it's weird. And like, I can't tell if I'm tired the next day or not. I think I've been doing it so regularly that I'm actually like over that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no longer side effects. I guess. And I've just been drinking, dude. Like, yeah, I've been but, drinking. But I feel like fucking Michael Douglas, though. I feel like drinking in a way where I'm like, I just have one drink a night to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Michael Douglas. <laughs> Thank you. I never heard you do that. I didn't know you had that. Dude, I, it's unclear if it's I have. It's fun. That. But, dude, it's true. It's like, like I'm finding like, out someone's got CPR certification. <laughs> Stand like, back. Whoa. That's pretty. I'm glad we have you around to do Michael Douglas. But, dude, nice. yeah, I'll just be sitting like. 
drinking one drink, fucking in, a, in the classic glass. Like, I don't know. Here's the thing. Your problem is that you're a man about drinking. Let me explain. Certain men can put away liquor the way that I drink beer. Like, the, the taste is not a deterrent to you. Correct. <laughs> is it a deterrent to you? I can't drink tequila. <laughs> I can only drink a margarita. I need lime and sugar in order to stomach tequila. Dude, you sound like my girlfriend, man. This is what she says. You drink, you, you, the taste to you of a glass of, of tequila is not any more offensive than a, a beer or a glass of wine. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. I don't mind the taste. Even of straight liquor, I'm is, like... What, what, I don't know how you get there. Because, <laughs> because, dude, I take a shot of tequila. I almost have to hold my mouth closed. Right. I'm not quite the guy who holds his nose to do it, but I'm not that far off. I grimace. You're I grimace. soft, bro. You're soft. I am. And I know I'm in trouble on a night of drinking when I take a shot of tequila and, and I don't, don't grimace. You said that. Then dude, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm in the no fly zone. But dude, right that, now. That's like me when I start when I'm drinking warm tequila with lime shards and no yeah. ice left. When Julio says, what do you got? He means I'm open to anything. <laughs> well, OK, that's interesting. But I don't like here's my list. So I prefer tequila. Yeah. If tequila is available, especially, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but that like fancy white and blue bottle, you know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh, Cruz Azul? Yeah, no. Casa Azul. Ca Casa, Casa Azul. Mm, fuck. Azul, something like that. Yeah, I know the really expensive one. Not the Añejo. That's like, one of them's like no, the $600. the one that's in that ceramic bottle? Yes, but dude, the, that thing's like, that one, so, yeah. that's what's, so what's much money. No, the, the dude, so the Blanco is only like 100 bucks, which is still a lot. Is that right? I always thought Something those were like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Classe Azul. I'm gonna butcher all. We're close. No, that's right. Reposado, that's yeah, one thirty. So so. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but the añejo is like six hundred dollars. How much is the mezcal? I don't know. They make a mezcal, do they? They make a black bottle of mezcal. Oh, Jesus My Christ. friend brought it over. We had a poker night this past weekend. Christ. Did I tell you about this? No. We had poker night on Saturday. It's fun. Me and seven friends. It was the most fucked up I've been since college. <laughs> What is the matter with me, dude? Dude, you've been on like dude, a bender. There was a part of me. There was a point. Yeah. How that, much does that puppy cost? The met no the mezcal we had it had Poppycock. it had beads on the top. What's it looked like a, a nice one? belt that you'd buy at a Native American trading store. <laughs> you know those kind of like dream catchery type yes, things. I do. How much is that puppy? Yeah, that. Find out how much that one runs. Because my buddy bought he he drizzled that two fifty. Okay. Damn. Yeah, that's an expensive bottle. And we went through it quick. It's delicious. Yeah. But so this is my list. Te tequila's number one. Vodka, number two. And then from there, I don't really like brown liquor, but like whiskey will be next. And then below that, I don't like gin. I don't really like cognac. Why don't we like gin? For me, it's because that was the first alcohol that made me vomit. Okay. And I remember it so well. I got so sick. And the whole day I was throwing up and I was at my friend's house. His entire family was home. And it was pouring rain, and I was running to the street to vomit. <laughs> Been there before. And I've never liked gin since. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do, I, does anyone like gin? I don't know, and yet it's sold everywhere. I think it, it's one of those things, probably, where gin and tonics are so popular mm. that it carries an entire liquor. Meaning, in the same way that, uh, that Red Bull, like, such a huge 
percentage of their sales the vodka Red Bull. went into like Red Bull vodkas right. and being sold at bars right. as a liquor drink. But you, you think of Red Bull, you think like, you think of Travis Pastrana and you think of Tony Hawk and right. the X Games you think of and like you, you think of people who are sober. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you think yeah, of yeah. athletes and like their branding and their and their marketing. You don't think of like some douchebag in England at some underground nightclub ordering double. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> when I was in Oxford, we used to order we double vodka. It was double uh, double vodka energy. Because, like, Red Bull, they had Red Bull in the cans, but okay. then they also had just on-tap yeah, energy yeah, yeah. drink, energy which drink. was, like, it, it was sucks. so much cheaper. It's so gross, And it too. was, dude, you'd wake up, I'd have, like, seven or eight double vodka energies oh in a night, and you'd wake up, and you'd be shaking. <laughs> and the shakes were big. Oh, God. They were, like, you'd be, like, as if electrical current was your heart. Oh, my God, the worst. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, a, not an ideal situation. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Though that is that I said your problem is that you're a man. You're you're one of those guys. You're the guy at the Christmas party as an adult, the father in the sweater who who orders a scotch neat and sips it and has no change of expression. Correct. But and part of that is because you know I know that I haven't been talking about this, but I'm still sort of like on the I'm still trying to like improve my body. Binge drinking is a huge setback for me. I'm I'm not sure if it is for everybody, but like if I have a night where I drink a shit ton. It like erases all my progress. And maybe it's because I so but like if I have a drink or two, it doesn't. All right, but hold on. Is it that you binge drink and then you let your guard down and go order pizza? It's or you wake up hungover the next day and then eat terrible food? It's it's a combination of so I when I drink, I don't eat anything. But then the next day is the day where I eat poorly. But not only do I eat poorly, even if I don't eat poorly, I just eat way too much. And it resets my appetite in a way that's really hard to come back from. Yeah. Like I'll eat really like right now I'm in a place where like I'm happy with like my portion control and stuff. If I had like an eight drink night, the next day I would eat way too much. And then I wouldn't, it would take me two months to get back to where I am. Okay. So I've been feeling that I've been drinking more than I typically do. And I get worried and I, and then everyone laughs at me because everyone, (laughs) everyone's like, dude, I drink way more than you do. (laughs) That sentence is so funny. I get worried, and then everyone laughs at me. They do. They laugh in a <laughs> condescending way. Yeah. They laugh in a condescending way. And what what are you worried about? I'm worried. I, I'm terrified of alcoholism. Oh. I'm terrified of it. Do you ever feel like there's a chance that you suffer from it? I think having it in my mind and not feeling invincible and not thinking that I'm someone who's just totally impervious to the addictive qualities of alcohol is irresponsible mm-hmm. everyone should think fair that if they they, they could become an alcoholic right. no one should say like i'm safe i'm 40 i've never had a you know i've never done i've never had a problem i'm safe right. you haven't made it you could i feel like you i feel like everybody could turn themselves into an alcoholic right right that's how i feel right. you string I, together enough days dude drinking's great it's a great time. It's so fun. It's so fun. Every sat that Saturday poker, like it was so fun. Did you? We were having was a time daytime of poker. Oh yeah, we started three o'clock. Great. I don't know when we ended. It's fun. My buddy ordered Chinese food, and then someone else ordered like Thai food, and then and then then my other the same buddy, the first buddy ordered another round of Chinese food, <laughs> and he was blacked out. His his you know autopilot was just telling him we needed more Chinese food. <laughs> What a great friend to have flying the plane. That's great. 
We you already know? ordered Chinese food, but there wasn't enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just thought like, oh, he, he couldn't see anymore because we cleaned it up. So he was like, oh, we're out of And he didn't know if we'd already had it or not. All right. <laughs> Dude, that's great. That's really funny. Dude, people were we, falling apart, man. He, he, he forgot. I think he, he, I think he just, yeah, he just had no idea. He, we, all he could think about was, I'm really drunk, and when I'm this way, I love to order Chinese food for people. And it didn't matter. You know, one new person had arrived at the party. A couple people had left. I say party. It was only seven of us. Um, and he just thought that that new person deserved a taste. And if he was going <laughs> to order it for him, he might as well order another round for people. <laughs> That's great. Do you, are you a card guy? Do you have like poker trips here and stuff? So I was so excited. And you know me. I like to host. Your friends is a great host. But I like to host the right way. Right, right. So I went out that day and hunted for a poker table. Oh, wow. And I went to this place that, first of all, I went to like five different places. I went to look for chips mm -hmm. in the That's probably silver, easier to find, right? In the briefcase? Hard, hard, hard to find. Interesting. Yeah, they were both hard to find. Interesting. Uh, I thought I, I could find the chips easily. I went to Paragon Sports. I went to Barnes & Noble. Nothing. I went to toy stores that sell board games. For like adults and stuff, skunked. Dude, no the luck. days of brick and mortar day of purchases are just done. You can get anything online. You can't get anything. In yeah, but dude, it's like shame on them. You know, know, it shouldn't yeah. be that hard for me to find poker chips in New Agreed. York City. Agreed. So I finally tracked them down at uh, this place that sells pool tables, dart boards, <laughs> foosball tables. That shuffleboard. Like for businesses or just in general? No, for homes. That's, that's crazy. For big homes. Cool, cool. And I, it was up on 38th Street. I went in. This store was awesome. Sick. Guy was great. They had, the, they had all kinds of poker chips, you know, different weights. Really nice clay. Love so it. I bought like the cheaper set, You're but that was still them. good. Yeah. And then I bought the poker. I saw that. I was like, this store is cool. I want to walk around. And that's when I spotted the poker table topper. So you put it on a, ta yeah, on yeah. a table, but it has cup holders. It has felt great. and a, 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 a cushioned bumper, you know, that you rest yeah. your arms on. Dude, the guys walked in. Everyone was, it, it took the excitement from a seven to a 10. Totally. Because we felt like we were at a casino. Yeah, it's fun. That's and really it was fun. awesome. That's great. Now, the question is, did you win back the amount of money that you had to spend buying all the shit? No, but everyone chipped in, you know, everyone brought something. So, so they gave a little rake to the dealer, a chip to the dealer. It, it was more like, like okay, <laughs> I, I contributed the chips and the poker right. table. But first of all, I know that, you know, I like hosting and I, I'll presumably I'll have more poker nights with my friends. Of We've course, talked about this. And then the second thing is like so one guy brought a $250 bottle of Mezcal for everyone right, to share. Right, right. Another guy brought, you know, beers, really good beers, main beer company beers um, for everyone. And, and then, you know, some guys brought weed and there was like our, our group. There's no there's no loose. There's no freeloaders in my friend group. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. That's good. But then people kept track of how much people had lost. I think I lost nine dollars in terms of the gambling. It's not which bad. Was nice. Yeah, it was oh, good. Man. It was good. Uh, when, especially given how fucked up I, I was. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics, 
You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. My advice to you, if I can offer it, please, as a drinking uh, guard, is if you're thinking you're drinking a lot, I try to take two, if not three, full days a week where I do not have a touch of alcohol. Mm. At least two. And it's usually... Sunday, Monday, and I try to go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then do you, but do you typically drink on Wednesday? On Wednesday, I'll have a glass of wine. Okay. I'll have like one glass. Cause my, so my thing is like, I'm pretty good about not like lately. The reason why I brought it up is cause it's unusual for me to have a drink every night. Like I've been having, you know, I've been craving one if I didn't, if I didn't have one. Like last night I had one the night before I had two, but usually it's the type of thing where I have like one night where I go crazy and then I don't drink at all. That that used to be me too, but that that seems less healthy to me than it, having a couple of drinks. It does. The more adult way to drink is six nights a week, one glass a night. Right. But are they say you, that's good for you? Fine. But are you really having just one? Because right. one becomes one and a half to two right. very quickly. I can stop at two. I can have two. I can do that. Are you drinking? What are you drinking when you have liquor. those two? You have two liquor drinks. Yes, I can do that. Like I'll have two and like drink them slowly and be fine. But there's a certain mindset where I can't do that. Like if it's Friday, back in the day when we had comedy, like if I started drinking at seven and then I had spots all night, I'd be drinking all night. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now it's like I can have two drinks and have that be the night. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, I'm not like a guy who can't stop. But of course, if I'm having three, three and seven is the same thing. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude. Once I hit three, it's done. It's it's over. I hear you. You know, one of the problems is I I watch my girlfriend who is you know in a work from home situation for her big company, and they have a team happy hour. It seems three days a week. It's pretty wild. And those start at like four thirty, five. And they're they're set up by the managers. Everyone's given a, a twenty five dollar drizzly credit. Or they run out to the store with a credit to to buy a bottle of wine or something. Totally. And they have these fun games and it's like team building activities. And there's no choice. What choice do you have? I know. I know. What choice do you have to not drink? To not participate. No, totally. Totally. And I think that that's like a very New York thing. I mean, it maybe is the same in other places too. But like... It seems like like New York's just a drinking town, dude. It is. You know, like you yeah. go out, you have happy hours with your friends, you work. Like it's just there's such a high concentration of people who regularly drink a shit ton mm-hmm. <laughs> and have like good lives still. Yeah. Like, who are working and ambitious and like don't have that much time because they're working so much. They're still drinking a lot somehow. Maybe, maybe it's all over. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> all maybe it's all overblown look because you go to fucking australia dude they drink a shit ton. they drink Have a shit there? ton yeah i've been to sydney Fuck and 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 Fuck some her. other spots they drink a, a ton they yeah. drink a ton and it's the same deal it's a cosmopolitan city yeah they blame the it on UK that too dude england britain ireland ireland everyone knows ireland drinks i didn't find that people in australia drank any less than the irish mm-hmm. 
Okay, I don't find the the Koreans business people in Japan. Right, they literally pass do you know how much out they, in the middle China? of the street. I went to China. Do you know how much they fucking drink there? Really, a lot. guy was making fun of me because I couldn't chug a forty of Bud Heavy. <laughs> He's like this bitch, and he was just some guy who delivered water tanks, like Poland Spring jugs on Have a you been bike. Been to Korea too? No, I haven't. But my dad, my dad used to go over there for business, and he would tell me that you know they would go out to these steakhouses and. It would just be They're like nuts. 12, 12 whiskey, whiskey sodas oh my God. that he'd be expecting. He just didn't drink that way. Right. So you realize every culture drinks a lot mm-hmm. and that these, these sort of guidelines that are put forth by our doctors, the shock that they have when you tell them that you've got nights in your, under your belt where you've had 15 drinks and, and it, it's like, who's wrong? Mm. of course science is going to tell us that that's not right. We know that that's not right. And mm-hmm. yet the human race has been expanding its life expectancy decade over decade over decade. Thanks in large part to medicine more than healthier living and, and mm-hmm. not drinking as much. Right. Medieval knights were drinking grog and shit, right. you know, right. in, in the, in the taverns. Yeah. Is there any reason that we have to believe that back in the Middle Ages, those guys were like counting their beverages and mixing in waters? Right. Being like, ah, I got a lot of homework tomorrow. Yeah, I got to get up for yoga and I don't want to be, you know, hungover. No. Are you kidding? Those, those guys are gross, man, according to the portrayal. Like, for there's sure. always that scene in the like, ah, where they all have whatever grog. Where there's like a bowl of water that everyone passes around and they like blow their nose in it, and, but also wash their face with it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Fucking crusades, whatever. Julia, if you're worried about how much you're drinking these days, you know, I, I can give you a routine that would help you get out of it a little bit. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is don't drink on Mondays. Okay. Right. On Tuesday, instead of reaching for, a glass of tequila, reach for your bird dog's pants. <laughs> you got to reach for your bird dog's pants, baby. <laughs> Those are the pants that'll kick anybody's alcohol addiction. <laughs> I don't know if we can say that. That seems like false advertising. Here's the problem with that, that for me. Okay. And this, it is this, the bird dog's pants are so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that, I will get involved in some kind of week-long bender, yeah, including both drugs and alcohol, where I do not need to change my pants. Fine. I can go, I can pass out in them, I can wake up in the street or in the garbage, wherever I'm going to wake up with them, <laughs> with them still on, and yeah. be able to go about my day. Well, they they sh- will allow me to, co- to continue to execute my bad habits. Yes, when it, as far as pants to be worn <laughs> when sleeping uh, amid tuna fish cans and Coke bottles, uh, bird dogs is by always the number one choice. It's just the choice. But it can go both ways, friendo, okay? You, yes, your, your pants will be so comfortable that you'll go on your bender and you won't want to get out of it. But at the same time, the pants are so comfortable and the, the, the underwear liner is so nice that you won't feel the need to to reach for that drink. That might be true. You I can, really won't. I, I can supplement the feeling of needing to do something with, instead of needing to drink, with the feeling of needing to relax. Yeah. And the cool silk lining 
that will keep me cool despite how many drinks I've had. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm, <laughs> this is a tough one. It is. Bird it dogs, is. drinking, they seem to go hand in hand to me. Yes. But I do like the idea. I like where you're coming Look, from. Look, if you're worried about what goes hand in hand, why don't you put a nunchuck in each hand? <laughs> Because nunchucks are going to come with your first order of bird dogs. When you go to birddogs.com, promo code OOPS right now, you'll get a free pair of nunchucks with that purchase, baby. That's true. And when you've drank, you've drank a little bit too much and you're at the bar when things resume and some guy bumps you the wrong way and you're drunk and you need to fight, pull those fucking nunchucks out of your back pocket and take him down. That's right. Use the chain that connects them to choke him to death. <laughs> That's the correct Kill way to use. Kill the guy at the bar with the bird dogs. Nunchucks. Period. Birddogs.com, promo code oops. Get them while they're available. I read that there is a uh, a myth that I'd heard that was dispelled, which was that uh, the quality of the water in, in, the Middle e- in the Middle Ages was so bad that people would drink wine instead. That was not true? It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Had you heard that? I had, I had heard that. that. Many people had told me that fact. That was one of those facts that people seized upon. Dude, like Snapple facts or whatever. It was just wrong. True. Yeah. That's so funny. That is such a thing. You just hear something always and then you're just not sure if it's actually true. Here's another one. What do you think is the most highly eaten animal meat in the world? Uh, Fuck. This is going to be like once you say it, it's going to be obvious. Uh, The most eaten animal meat. In the world. Yeah. Uh, chicken. So that's a good answer. Yeah. It's not number one. Pork uh, of course. is number one. Of course. And it's because of the Asian countries. Right. Yes. Makes sense. Um, pork is number one. Now, I had read somewhere that goat was actually the number one meat. Mm, and that's not true? Well, believe it or not, I read this in an article and I was like, that's crazy. Really? Goat? <laughs> there are that many goats? Where? <laughs> you know, you think of maybe the Middle East or you think of uh, the, the Southeast Asia. I, I don't know where it would be. Um, are there enough people in those places to be, to be making that number the highest? And then I got into an argument over it with a friend of mine who's very <laughs> smart. And he was like, dude, there's no chance it's goat. Uh, it has to be pork or chicken. Mm-hmm. And we looked it up and I actually found. The article I had read that cited that goat was the most eaten meat, and then it was like, we, you know, editors note, <laughs> this a is former wrong. version of this article <laughs> had a missed thing, you know, we've, it, we've, it's saying goat, that's not true. It's like, yo, that was the whole point of the article. <laughs> I've lived with that fact. I've told people yeah. this. There's no editors for there. a you couple have to of take years. The story down. <laughs> yeah, like I understand when the New York Times has a date or a time wrong, or maybe a first name of a right. cop incorrect. Right. It's like, but the whole article is wrong. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I have pork. Does make sense. I have the list here. It's, yeah. Uh, pork, thirty-six percent. Poultry, thirty-three percent. Beef, twenty-four percent. And goats slash sheep is 5%. Yeah. It's not even close. I figured it wouldn't be beef since so many cultures like don't eat that. Right. Right. But pork, it was the obvious answer. I'm upset that I got it wrong, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Dude, Um, I've been playing video games. and Have you? Yeah. This is another thing that I don't usually do that much, but I've been playing FIFA and I've been playing NBA 2K. And dude, it's funny because have you ever played video games with your friend? 
and they start blaming the player in the game. You're like, how'd you miss? Like they took the worst shot and then they're like, he would never miss that shot. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing out there? It's you, dude. You're controlling him. You're a moron. What I, the fuck? Yeah, dude, video games used to make me uh, just so angry. I had to step away from them. I would throw controllers. I would I would punch my friends. You know, and I had friends who didn't who couldn't handle that. It wasn't we, we were not a rough this was middle school. It was not the type of group of friends who could, you know, you could punch in the shoulder playfully. They would get upset. Yeah, I don't know, man. Video game like my point is I've just been filling my time with shit that I don't normally spend time doing. All right. All right. So so let me offer you something. Sure. You can drink as much as you want, but you got to exercise more. I exercise a lot. Okay. This is what I said to myself. Okay. I can't go two days in a row without exercising under no circumstances. Mm -hmm. So it's fine if I take a day off. Mm -hmm. The next day I have to exercise. Mm -hmm. Now, what, when you say you exercise a ton, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Okay, so like, or as as of the last couple of weeks since I've been say whatever routine that I'm in, I've been exercising probably five days a week. Okay, and like, how many of those days are you soaking a shirt to the fucking three bone? Three, of them. really? Mm -hmm. That's pretty good, man. It's pretty, I know, and and it's just because like there's time. The gyms, I've been going back to the gym. It's not crowded. It's like easier. It's not as like daunting. It doesn't feel like as daunting of an activity either. I, I've been going to the gym, but I don't I it's don't nice. soak shirts to to the bone uh at the gym. The only time I soak shirts is on the Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. So I I've, I've been doing these like what these workout classes. I think I meant I mentioned and they're pretty fucking good. They're just embarrassing. And like yeah. there's no way for me to do them where like I'm not seeing people, so I'm like embarrassed to do them. Yeah. There's like dancing and shit involved. It's Dude, like really cringe. You're you're gonna you're gonna lose weight. You're gonna get trimmed. You're gonna I know, trim I know. up. It's gonna be good. And it's just it's about just momentum. You know what I mean? Like I'm just mm -hmm. I'd love to be like in my in my good form once I have to start seeing everybody in my life again. When you, you know I mean? that's just kind of the goal. When you decide to get married and you're heading into your wedding, do you see yourself losing a lot of weight for it? Probably I don't I don't think I'm gonna need to like we'll see where I'm at in my life you know mm -hmm. what I mean like I don't you know knock on wood I hopefully will never be in a situation where I like need to lose more than twenty pounds. I I have a friend who who lost a shitload of weight for his wedding, and it was so much weight that unfortunately now, and we're only I don't know we're less than a year out of it. He's put a bunch of it back on. Mm. And it's almost as if everyone remembers him from the wedding. And then they, they, they just against that. I know. Like, like the wedding is such an immortalized moment in time. There's so many photos from it. And everyone remembers you from your wedding because you're the highlight attraction. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's my image of him. Right. Dancing right. up That's there, a hard, looking slim as hell, and he his put himself tux, in a tough spot. With you that. know, he's ripped up with his abs. He's looking good in a bathing suit, and then now I see him, and unfortunately, I'm like, well, why aren't you, why aren't you the way that you were? Why is this? Why this new look? And like, you start to realize, well, the wedding is, the wedding's an unnatural occurrence to the body. Right. Everyone shocks but themselves it's supposed to be into for, it for the, you know, not to like 
you know, perpetuate stereotypes, but usually for like the woman. That's like the a bride is like I'm gonna get in shape for my wedding. Yeah, I don't hear it from men as as often. Well, I will say experience. this: the 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 bride, I think, uh, she definitely lost some weight, but she's kept it off, so right. she looks fantastic. Now she she never really she always looked fantastic, but she uh, her wedding weight, you know, she's she's kind of still there. Yeah, and they did it together. They got they got down together, That's and true. then he has had ballooned. So that's so the the problem, and I'm a big weight fluctuator. Like I've as an adult have been within like a sixty pound span. Mm-hmm. The lightest of it being too too skinny. I look back at pictures of myself. I'm like, yes, I've, I've, I've seen those, and it's, it's daunting. I look so weird. strange. I thought that I was like I needed to lose more weight. It was like it kind of got to the point where maybe it was a problem. You sound like you have body dysmorphia, and I've never it's, really understood what that is. It's possible. I I definitely have at times, and you only really know when you look back, and you're like. Well, I thought I looked this way, but I looked great or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, so right now I'm I'm like at my pre-pandemic weight again. But to be at like my best weight, there's still I still have to probably get, take off another 10 or 15. Right. To to be where I now think that I know I look the best. All right. Based on all that experience. Let me ask you this. When you think about your day, a day in the life of Julio. Mm-hmm. What are the things that automatically have to happen in order for you to close the book on that day and say, yeah, that was a full regular day in my life? Let's start, let's start with this, as small as brushing a, your teeth okay, and having okay. three meals. Like you don't have to list it specifically. So th- this is maybe my problem is that I don't like I, I'm having trouble answering that because like I don't I'm not like a routine person. Now, granted, like if I'm. I can get in like a, a fitness routine where I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out this much and I'll do it, but it won't be at the same time of the day. It won't be like, I'm going to wake up and work out. If I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm not feeling it, I'll just do it at night. But I don't, but I won't skip it. Fine. Does that make sense? That Is makes that sense. not answering the question? No, no, <laughs> that's fine. But, but, but you say you're not a routine person. I'm not even, there are basic moments in a day that, that I happen definitely regardless do. of if you're okay. living okay. on the moon or if you're fucking hung over out of your gourd okay so so what are those things, things to do. you okay um i check the stock market in the morning okay i'll probably drink a coffee yep um i will bathe <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'll take a shower yeah um and maybe I, no not even that like i i, I think that's like it dude walk around i don't like what how else? many how many meals What's the minimum number of meals that you'll have in a day? Are there days where you only have one meal? No, never. But there are days where I'll have one meal and then I'll like snack a bunch. And then, or like a day where I'll have, I'll skip breakfast and I'll have lunch and dinner and that's it. Like, but, but I'm not in that good of a routine with that stuff either. Okay. So I, I have, I, I'm, I know I'm weird. I'm a little cyborg. So, okay. So what about, yeah. So what about you? Well, you said something interesting, which was that you have a meal and then you snack a bunch. For me, I don't eat necessarily because I'm hungry. I eat because it's time. I, and I've never really... I, when I used to take Adderall, I understood that. And it's, it, actually feeling that way was the most liberating feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. That I wasn't just like up against food at all times. It was more like, oh yeah, like I need to eat. I wasn't like... Oh, I really want to eat. I was just like, oh, yep, time to eat. Yeah. Now, I'll have hunger going into those times, but I'll also 
look at the clock and realize, oh, it's not quite time for me to eat. I didn't eat that long ago. Right. And then I and then I don't feel hungry. That's incredible. Yeah, I can't. Dude, I, I've said it before. I can't even walk from the store to my house to eat. I will eat in this middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was thinking the other day, things that I'll miss if I become famous is the ability to be able to eat in the middle of the street. You can still eat in the middle you of the street. You can't be famous. People will like you more the, for doing it. There'll be so many pictures of... You'll be you'll be the you, Seth Rogen eats in the middle of the street. You'll be that guy. It's fine. Ryan Reynolds doesn't eat in the middle of the street. Hugh Jackman doesn't eat in the middle of the street. George Clooney doesn't, but but Seth Rogen does. But you just listed three like, Justin like he's Timberlake the goofy eats, one. Justin Timberlake eats in the middle of the street. He does? I bet you. He might. I bet you he has a crep every once in a while. <laughs> I would imagine there if we are find more out. crep places than you think. <laughs> you think you, crepes Justin, are more available than you'd think. Justin Timberlake eating a crep in the street. Yeah. By the way, exists. if any American out there right now is thinking it's it's crepe, you're fucking wrong. It's crep. There's a circumflex over the e. Okay, that's how it works. <laughs> crep over the first e. Yes. Crep. Little sense. hat. Yeah. Chris, what are you what are you thinking over here? <laughs> My day. My day, I wake up, I take a shower, I eat my oatmeal with a banana cut over it. Then I wait, I work or whatever, I, and then I wait until at least 1130. And then I make myself a salad. Do you eat oatmeal every single day? Yeah. Every single day of your life you eat oatmeal. Well, it's either overnight oats or oatmeal. And that's it? There's, o- there's some kind of oat situation Always, happening. every single day. There was a period of my life when I, right after college where I would make myself a three-egg omelet with spinach every morning. And I was trying to put on a ton of weight. And I got, got up to like 220 and I was fucking huge. <laughs> no, but I was like, I was doing CrossFit five days a week. That's crazy. I was an Did you idiot. get injured? Totally. Yeah, horribly body, injured. Right? Destroyed my elbow. I had a yeah. huge surgery. Yeah. But it was kind of fun, man. I could throw some weight around. Crazy. Yeah. But that's stupid. All you need, I got my oats, you know, high fiber, whatever. 11.30 salad. 11.30 salad, 11.30 to 12. Sometimes it stretches depending on the day. Uh, And then I will, I know what the snack is at three if I have to have it. Mm -hmm. It's a rice cake with hummus and a turkey slice over it. Sounds lovely. Maybe a little drizzle of olive oil, some red pepper chili flakes on top. Dude, that's what that's what you need. It's great. It's great. And then I'll go work out 536. This is the thing. My day doesn't close. My my comfy pants cannot come on. The beer cannot be poured mm-hmm. until you do this. Until things. I've worked out. Right. That's a good. And that's a good It's as intrinsic to me as 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 clearing my Gmail inbox. Right. And dude, when when I'm in that like healthy routine and like for the most part, dude, like until I had like this weird injury that I got having sex, by the way. Talk to me. I like this. It's I, I suddenly felt this like pain from my, the bottom of my leg all the way up to my shoulder. Jesus. It was almost like I pinched a nerve. Sounds dude, like it was nerves, crazy. Nerve damage like thing, like yeah. so I went to the doctor, I got all these MRIs, all this shit, and there was there was nothing that they could point to that was wrong. Mm. So I've kind of like learned to, and it's still a thing that bothers me a little. It's gotten better with like physical therapy and shit. But so then there was, I kind of like took a little time off from exercise, then pandemic, a little time off from exercise. So I'm not used to like not having working out in my day and this as a schedule. Mm. You know what I mean? 
I'm not, I'm not used to not having it. So I kind of sort of got used to it. And now I'm, I'm like used to having it in there again. Mm-hmm. And I will find that I can't like in good faith enjoy myself as much when I don't, to your point. Like if I don't have that workout day, if I end up in a situation where I am drinking or eating unhealthy, I'm just kind of like, this right. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. It does. You know, you know, the energy thing, dude, you start to, you start to realize and feel the difference in your energy. And then, and another thing about Adderall, again, when you are living a healthy lifestyle, you just don't need it as much. Yeah, but exactly. You don't need it. It's, it's so good you're off that. Yeah, it's great. Dude, I haven't taken it once the entire year. And it has been calling my name hard. Especially like... That's unbelievable. So this is another thing. I live with people, right? Yep. So there's stuff there that I don't intend to have, but it's there. So, you know, I might eat some shit I wouldn't normally eat that isn't great. Whatever. So that that is there. But then also like... One of the people who I live with takes it, is, takes it for work. And I like see them in the zone doing work, having taken Adderall. And I'm like, fuck, I miss it. But mm-hmm. like, I'm not touching it. I'm done. So for life, I may, I don't know. Maybe because honestly, man, what like, would take you back to Adderall? Just like insurmountable anxiety and inability to focus. <laughs> anxiety. I get, I, when I take it, it makes my anxiety go away. Huh? That has always been the, the big plus of it for me. Interesting. It's just kind of like, instead of like, fuck, I have to do this, I have to do that. You're just like, ah, everything kind of just like falls into place. And you tackle it. And you get just, into the work it, of it. It, feel, it feels good. It doesn't feel like a task. It doesn't feel like something you have to finish. You're like in the moment, working, mm-hmm. focused. feels fantastic. But, you know, it's, it, you start chasing the dragon a little bit with it. Sure do. And it obviously becomes unhealthy. So I'm happily off it. Happy to be off it. I don't plan on to go back. But, mm. but it requires... More, many more steps in order to be able to function during the day. Right. Whereas normally I could drink and not sleep and wake up and take an Adderall and be fine. I cannot do that anymore. I need to sleep. I need to exercise. I need to eat healthy or I'm not going to be able to have my brain in the right place. Yeah. Damn, dude. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, it does. It does. I, I uh, yeah, I'm sorry to, that's such, I mean, to, yeah, to yeah. become dependent on, and so many kids are, I, I mean, you know, they get them on it early. Props to you for being able to wean yourself off and still function. And dude, I didn't wean. I cold turkey stopped, which they say is bad. And I'm not going to start making excuses for myself, but I did feel like something was like thrown off with my body and my metabolism when I stopped taking it. It speeds up your digestion. Like, and and like you hear people being like, get off Adderall. It does this and this to your glands. And like, I've always kind of been like, whatever. But I, I did sort of feel like for a period of time, my body just felt like, weird mm. when i stopped and it took a while to get over that my father um, excuse me my brother-in-law uh is such a big coffee drinker he drinks it throughout the day like how much coffee are we talking it it, it it's almost like he doesn't he'll never turn a cup down mm-hmm. and so he <laughs> so he could have 12 cups a day there's no difference to him between 12 cups 15 cups and eight cups but I think he has to so have at least three to four cups. Now, granted, he's a surgeon. Some of these spine surgeries go on 16 hours. Jesus, yeah, you need and to he'll be, be there till four in the morning. And it's like, well, what, you know, you get it. But his, he is so affected by it that if he doesn't have his first cup of coffee by 10 in the morning, he gets the headache. That's crazy. I once went cold turkey on coffee, not knowing about the withdrawal symptoms. And I went a week 
without a cup after drinking coffee what you know one one cup a day for five six years i it affected me so profoundly uh i had headaches i was sullen i was ornery i i I couldn't i i had no energy i was angry it it was just like a grump dude it was really bad (laughs) and it didn't occur to me that like caffeine i know would be doing that to me it's pretty wild that's it that's oops the podcast <laughs> have a wonderful week everybody and a happy breakup yes if you gotta go through it right now you know it's the holidays we here at oops the podcast i think we recommend waiting until after the holidays are over hells yeah perhaps that's true. Yeah. this is late in the game though that's true just breaking up just to avoid having to buy gifts it's <laughs> fucked up well anyway oops the podcast uh you know follow us on our instagram at oops the podcast, oops the podcast at gmail.com. If you have stories about anything, um, Francis, what else? What else am I forgetting? That's YouTube it, pal. Channel. You got it, man. I feel awesome. good. Rock and roll. See you soon, everybody.